Welcome to another edition of The War Room here on KOKC Radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry. Uh, no guests this week, so you get my hot takes on high school basketball action around the area. Uh, just for, As we near winter break, nearly every team uh, is into winter break now. Uh, Labette County and Chanute, I know, play on Tuesday. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be some other games in the area. I'll be at that Labette County Chanute game in Chanute on Tuesday. Uh, but besides that, most teams, if you know, are are, are done before the break. Uh, and so let's just kind of dive right in. And I want to dive into the team that I am most impressed by. Uh, so far to start the break. And it's not the team with the best record in my combined coverage area between the Parsons Zone and the Shoot Tribune. That would belong uh, to the Humboldt Cubs boys, who are 6-0. and I'm going to get to them. Uh, well-coached team over there at Humboldt under Dave Taylor. They've got so they've got some guys rolling, uh, defending Tri-Valley League champions, and they're looking every bit the part this year. But, but, I believe, in my opinion, the team I am most impressed by, I've only seen them once, too, but the team I am most impressed by are the Labette County Grizzlies girls. So they get 5-1 and one right now. Uh, and they play on Tuesday against Chanute. Uh, it'll be two teams that are very well coached, bring similar systems. On paper, Labette County is going to be the team probably favored in that game. Great opportunity to go 6-1 and one into the break. They are the team I am most impressed by. And I watched them play against Parsons on Friday, and that was and they just blitzed Parsons right out of the gate, hit two threes to start the game, uh, really play, got up tempo early, forced Parsons into turnovers. It was it, it, they had them schemed. Uh, you know, Lovett County's half court offense picked apart Parsons' zone. They took Sydney Shibe away. She scored six points in the game. This is Sydney Shibe, a girl who is nearing a thousand points. Part Lovett County holds her to six. Uh, and they get out in transition uh, so well, uh, and Labette County just just ran out to a huge lead and basically just kept it right there, rested away. There was really never any – there wasn't any doubt beyond the first quarter. There was no doubt as to how the game was going to go. Labette County looking really good, uh, and, and under the second year of Brandon Vollmer being the head coach there, First year they go 10 and 12, first losing season in a long time for Lebec County. And they brought back and they brought back a lot from last year, but it was a team that had a losing record a year ago. And I'm kind of thinking to myself, eh, I don't I I wasn't not a believer. You know, Brandon Vollmer is a fantastic coach. Uh, she turned around an Erie program that couldn't win a game and then served under Chrissy Snyder uh, for years as essentially as one of her assistant coaches. Brandon Vollmer is a fantastic coach, knows what she's doing, uh, and, you know, embraces uh, her players' identity. Uh, but I just kind of wondered what kind of weapons they would have if they could live up uh, to what is a very gaudy reputation that that program has, or if it was going to be kind of more of the same that we saw last year, uh, you know, kind of, you know, be be that middle-of-the-road ball club, which there's nothing wrong with that. A lot of teams which are striving for what Lebet County did a year ago. No, they're, 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 they, are, they have an opportunity to go 6-1 and one before the break, and I'll tell you what, I think they look like, 
potentially the best team in, in the SEK League right now. Uh, the Fort Scott girls are probably, they are the on-paper team to beat. Uh, they won the league title a year ago, and they're, you know, they bring back a lot. They also handed Parsons a lopsided loss. Uh, you know, uh, Coach Steps over there, uh, such a fantastic coach. Uh, it's But to me, right now, from what I've seen in the league, it's Lebet County and Fort Scott, and it looks like Lebet County is right back in this driver's seat to uh, command the presence that they have gotten so they were so used to being one of the top teams in the league, and they're looking every part of it, and they do it in a, they're they're different this year. That is probably. Uh, the biggest thing that stands out to me is, is they are different this year from a year ago, even with similar personnel. The biggest difference, and so I'm going to run you through some stats real quick on the Lebet County girls. Uh, you've got Kate and O'Brien uh, with 10.8 points. Kate and O'Brien, I'm going to talk about her a little bit. Kate O'Brien, the point guard for Lebet County. She was their leading scorer a year ago. Her usage rate was through the roof last year uh they relied on her almost too much to score the ball a year ago and she was a very solid scorer uh probably what hurt Lebet county a lot last year was missing landry o'brien for uh, uh, over half the year uh to an injury uh i'm trying to remember if it was a, if it was a wrist injury an arm injury something like that she just took a hard fall uh at a home game and missed you know missed about two months uh, winter break helping cut into that a little bit, but uh, Kate and O'Brien now as a senior, uh, averaging 10.8 points per game this year. That is not the leading scorer on the team, that is Landry O'Brien, who averages 12. But Kate averaging 1.8 assists per game, I, I think that number should be higher. Uh, you know, I, I'm not, you know, I'm sure that I'm sure it is. Uh, three steals per game, uh, averaging two rebounds a game. She is a true facilitator. This team is much more balanced than they were a year ago. They have three girls averaging double figures. They have Landry at leading the team uh, with 12 points per game, throwing six rebounds, throwing 2.5 assists. Uh, Kate O'Brien at 10.8 points per game. Nevea Jones poured in 23 against Parsons. She's averaging 10.5 this year. Add in 2.7 rebounds. Uh, uh, add in a steal per game uh those are your top three right there the o'brien sisters and the vea jones uh kinsley and aubrey boss two junior uh sisters looking very athletic addison rexwinkle adds depth ali martin adds depth this is a team uh so i mean you've got six seven eight girls uh that are just flying around making plays this is a team by the way averaging 12 steals per game uh and uh and that is that is dangerous anytime you play them with with how high octane they uh, get up and down the floor. Lebet County girls really impressive early on. This is very much reminiscent of some of Christy Snyder's teams at Lebet County, where uh, it, it they were very they always they played deep into their bench, uh, subbed in and out uh, to keep the press up, uh, and that is a, a and a high octane style that uh, Brianna Vollmer is embracing because that is the identity of the players that she has. Uh, that big game for Nevaeh Jones. If Nevaeh Jones starts becoming that level of a scorer this year, Lebet County is the favorite to win the league. Take, you know, It's not Fort Scott, it's Lebet County. If, if Nevaeh Jones is capable of delivering 15 a night, good, good night. Good night. Lebet County is going to run away with it. The biggest question I have 
though, is do they have a true star? With Because one of the theories I have of basketball is that you, you need a true star. The, the team with the best player on the floor, to me, has the uh, a, a great a, – a, that is one factor in contributing in your chances to win. I mean, you take it all the way up to the NBA. Teams with LeBron James on the floor, do you think they can't win games? They do a lot. <laughs> he has, he's done a lot of winning in his time, and he's that's because he's usually the best player on the floor. Does Labette County always have that best player on the floor? My answer to that, and I'm not quite – I'm not saying it is or it isn't, but my opinion is Kate O'Brien is that best player on the floor. Even if she's not the leading scorer, her ball distribution, her ability to defend at the perimeter – uh, and grab some boards as well. Her ability to guard all five spots, uh, score at all three levels. Uh, you know, she has become a more complete point guard this year. And not only do you need to be the best player on the floor uh, to have the best chance to win if you're a team, but you need to have a good point guard in high school basketball as well. And Kate and O'Brien, to me, might be that true star. You think of a true star and you think of somebody who's probably going to give you 20 a game right around there. That might not be the identity that Kate O'Brien embraces, but she is embracing the identity of potentially being the best player on the floor. And I, I think that is going to be what pushes uh, Labette County forward. Uh, gotta, I'll say this, though. Got to go beat Chanute on Tuesday. Got to get to 6-1, and one, and you'll be feeling real, real good about yourselves. They're ranked eighth in the state right now. Uh, I think that is just a, a, a monumental uh, a monumental improvement we're already seeing from Lebet County this year. And under you know in Ballmer's second season as a head coach, uh, and you know one of these days I'm going to drag her back into the studio. We're going to talk about how we got here, but you know Labette County, the team I've been most impressed with uh, to start this season. Uh, I'm going to go through some other local teams, but we're going to go to a quick break here on the War Room. I'm your host Sean Fry. This is KOKC Radio. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to the War Room here on KOKC Radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry, and welcome back to my hot takes of who is looking good and how teams are looking in high school basketball action around the area. Another team I want to talk about, I talked basically the whole A block uh, about the Lebec County girls, uh, so let's talk about another team that I'm super impressed with, uh, the Humboldt boys. They're 6-0 right now. Head coach Dave Taylor uh, has the Humboldt Cubs defending a Tri-Valley League title this season. They won a share of it last year, hitting a buzzer beater against Cherryville to do just that. And uh, they are looking every bit of the part. Now, one thing that's interesting about Humboldt this year is all six of their games this year were at home to start the season. Every single game they played uh, pre-winter break was at home. They had a preseason tournament. Their hope winner was at home. And then their two games after their tournament were at home. 6-0, and all at home. So they got to start real comfortable. Uh, Neodache was the toughest team they probably faced Erie was another tough one uh so th- their schedule wasn't too brutal uh but it wasn't pure cupcakes Erie and Yodashe are quality teams with quality personnel that uh you know that Humboldt uh was it were able to beat Humboldt struggled a little bit against Erie but Humboldt sitting at six and oh right now Dave Taylor has that team looking extremely well 
uh, and I think they have a huge opportunity uh, to really make some noise in the Tri-Valley League. They're probably the team to beat in the Tri-Valley League. I don't really see anybody in the Tri-Valley League dethroning them. Sam Hole, Colton Cook, your two leading scorers for the Humboldt Cubs. I think that's going to be maintained uh, through the rest of uh, the year. And I, I, I imagine hum- Humboldt's probably a team thinking about making a state tournament and doing well enough in the regular season to get a seed that's opportunistic for them. Uh, right now, the Humboldt boys are, uh, they are, one, they're just, they're, they look so dominant. Uh, they're ranked 10th in the state by the Kansas Basketball Coaches Association right now. I think that number is going to climb. Uh, obviously, with the, uh, the 3A boys is so stacked. You've got Heston Collegiate, uh, you know, two private schools in Hayden and Collegiate ranked. Uh, three, if you actually, with St. Mary's. Uh, but all the same, I think Humboldt's looking very good. They're, they, they're going to be a tough team to beat. Some other notes on some area teams. I'll start with the Parsons boys. This is a team that's sitting at 2-4 and four right now, headed in in the break. Uh, this is a team that they have weapons. They have weapons. You know, they're a very balanced team. Uh, no true star as of now, and I think that's an aspect that they're still trying to find. Uh, they're, they're still trying to find that guy of who, who do we allow to operate in isolation. That guy last year was Jesse Jones, uh, but... Uh, and they certainly probably need a little more consistency on offense. Uh, but of their two wins, they came against Lebec County this past Friday, a team they held to 32 points. Um, and it also and it came against uh, Collegiate. Uh, this is a team that defends really well. Uh, their schedule was tough to start the year. Uh, they suffered some injuries to Landon Wheat and Demias Johnson which really cuts into their size, so that hurt them. The Gerard game was certainly winnable, I think. Uh, you know, early on, they could, you know, I think uh, given with given what's happened in terms of injuries and all that, uh, three and three is probably the, three and three to four and two is probably the record that they, they're really thinking they maybe should have right now. Uh, but I'm interested to see how Parson, how Anthony Houck uh, comes out of the break. Uh, you know, don't give, you know, he's sometimes Anthony Houck can be like Andy Reid. Don't give him too much time uh to tinker and toy because he'll come out looking good uh remember parsons were you know won something like 10 of the la- they won 10 of the last 14 games a year ago after a rough start to the year uh this is a team that is uh i, I think has the potential to uh really uh make a run if they can if they can find uh some more uh, consistent scoring. The Parsons girls sitting at three and three. This is they're already kind of dipping after a hot start. They started three and one, looking real good to start the year. Uh, they Anaya Hinman not out for the team. Big big loss right off the right before before anybody came out. Uh, you know before before uh, the ref threw the ball in the air. They were without Anaya Hinman, uh, who's not out for the team this year. A big, big loss. But they still have Sidney Chibi, who is nearing 1,000 career points. Uh, The the big question for them is can they find ball handling? They started the year 3-1, and looking real good, getting some quality wins. Quality wins. They beat beat a Girard team that's going to win 15 games. They beat a Girard team on the road. That's going to win 15 games. That was a that's one of the best wins Pat Shivey has ever had, and he did it. We he did it game one, but they looked real vulnerable to start SEK league play this past week, uh, losing to both Fort Scott and Labette County on the road and home, respectively. Uh, lopsided fashions in both games, uh, and you could tell they just lack ball handling. 
Uh, it's been it, that's been a common thread for Parsons when they struggle is they just struggle to f- ball with ball handling and turnovers and uh, but. Uh, they just don't have a true point guard. They still have weapons. It goes beyond Sydney Shibe. Braylon Hinman Mitchell, a sophomore uh, forward type player. She is she she's right on the verge of being a very capable scorer. She was the person they they relied to against Lillette County as they tried to claw their way back. They got as close as I think was fourteen after Lillette County led by as much as twenty four. But you know they just uh, you know Oscar Patel, a, a player who is capable of scoring the ball. Uh, Riley Dunlay, a very uh, formidable forward inside. Uh, Jaden Kendrick, uh, who gave you 14 points against Lebec. Uh, county uh they're doing uh you know they're, they're starting to emerge. I, I just wonder to a degree how a lack of a point guard is going to hurt them in the long term. They're without Sydney Shabby. That's not you know something that can change as part of that equation. But what can change is uh, is is their ability to control the ball. I think Braylon Hinman Mitchell might be the person to maybe inherit some of those ball handling duties. Uh, moving on a little bit, let's talk about the Lebec County boys. This is a team still searching for its first win. They're going to go to Chanute on Tuesday. I think that game has the capability to be competitive. This is a, a Lebec County team that beat Chanute at Chanute High School in Substate last year. On paper, Lebec, you know, Chanute is going to be the favorite to win this game. I'm picking the Blue Comets to win it, but I think the game could go either way. That they need offense right now. The Lebec County boys do. Uh, they are struggling to find a uh, they, they are struggling to find consistent scoring uh, there's a team that defends well they just held Parsons of 42 points now they lost 42 to 32 but you know Lebec County can defend the biggest problem with them so far is Hudson Baker their star forward he's probably the best big man in the SEK league uh, he is just getting into foul trouble a lot he did against Parsons and uh, that was it one he it, it, you know I, I kind of had the conversation with Bradley Argerbright a little bit he he needs to learn to defend without fouling and that goes two ways one he can't get him the, you know the, they need to keep Hudson Baker on the floor and not rack up fouls but two if he's out there with three or four fouls there was a point where he you know Parsons got the ball inside and he's not contesting the shot because he doesn't want to pick up his fifth foul and I understand that you got to stay in the game but Parsons went on a quick little run and that was it that put the game away midway through the fourth quarter when they go on a bit of a run uh, because uh, but Hudson Baker felt handcuffed out there and so I think that's something that'll be addressed over the break uh, you know Hudson ba- but when you have Hudson Baker in there someone who can protect the rim someone who can get a lot of rebounds and someone who can score with his back to the basket that, that's a dangerous weapon to have in this area and I think Lebec County if they can uh, if they can keep him on the floor they have an opportunity to be successful the Chanute boys another team looking impressive right now only one loss to their record they're sitting at three and one their only loss is, a ro- is on the road to Fort Scott this past Friday uh, they are a true running gun team almost every single one of their points are layups in transition layups or dunks in transition or threes uh, this is a team that one defends really well. They beat Gerard on the road. Uh, a, a, another road win that is tough to come by. Not many teams going to Gerard High School and win. And so, and the Chanute boys did that earlier the last week. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Coach Crabtree over there, uh, he really trusts his guys. One thing, he gave me a quote that I loved. He said, 
if we're defending well, we're doing everything right on defense, I'm not going to have any complaints on what we do on offense. And so he lets his guy, he tells his guy, and that, that's the message of, you do what I say on defense, you do what you have to on that end of the floor, and I'm going to give you the freedom on the other side. And I love that identity for the Chanute boys right now. Uh, and, uh, you know, sitting at 3-1, and one, uh, you know, with one loss in league play, uh, they're going to play Lebec County going you know, before break, so we'll see how that game goes. But I think the Chanute boys have a potential to uh, be one of the teams in the hunt for the league title. Obviously, to me, it goes through Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh's my pick to win the league, but uh, let's see. Let's see what Chanute can do, and I'm interested to see how they look against Lebec County on Tuesday. That'll do it this week for the War Room. I'm gonna get. I will get a guest uh, for our, uh, for the Christmas show. Uh, so don't you worry. But uh, I'm your host, Sean Fry. Everybody, stay safe and God bless.